Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The Iron Brew Podcast is sponsored by Henley Granite and Marble. Henley Granite and Marble offer very competitive pricing on a huge range of worktops. We pride ourselves on our fantastic customer service and three working day lead time from template to installation on standard kitchen worktops. For more information, visit henleygraniteandmarble.co.uk, quote Iron Brew for 10% off your quotation. Small enough to care, big enough to cope. Welcome to the Iron Brew Podcast, Brad Merle, Matt Blanchard and Matt Ellis. Now, it's been quite a while since we've done one of these. There was obviously all those games that kept getting cancelled. There was the Bradford match that was abandoned partway through, wasn't there? And then we were going to do one last week, but a few things uh, put a stop to that. But we are back and we're going to look over the games that we've missed. You know, since we were last here, I think there's been four and we'll do it sort of quite generally. Uh, but yeah, we'll just sort of go over the talking points. Let's start with the news quite recently that uh, Lewis Butroyd has gone out on loan to Hereford. Now, obviously... Those leagues have wrapped up, but the FA Trophy is continuing. And I think they did actually get through. I did have a look at this. It was 5-3 on penalties, I think. So, you know, he's still there, getting a little bit of football. I, what, what do you reckon about that then? If the season was continued, I think it's, you know, it's quite a good thing for Lewis to go out on loan. But do you think that's probably the end of him for Scunthorpe United? What, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think it probably is, to be honest. And it's it's a shame because I think if you think back to when Alexander was here and kind of gave him his chance. He looked quite good, didn't he, at times? And I think we were all saying that, you know, we like him and uh, we'd like to see him get a bit more game time. But I think now with uh, with Mason O'Malley coming in and, and doing really well when he's been given an opportunity, I just think, you know, chances are going to be really limited for him now. Um, and I think, I don't know, he didn't really kick on, did he? I think he, he did have that good spell under Alexander. I think, um, you know, he played really well alongside Murray Wallace for a time and then, and then, yeah, it kind of just stagnated a little bit. And I think it's probably best for all parties, really, that, that he does move on. Um, I think he does need to be playing games. I think he's obviously been on the on the sideline quite a lot over the past couple of years. I know he's had injuries as well, um, which haven't really helped. But yeah, I just can't see him breaking in now, especially with O'Malley um, you know, signing a, a long-term contract. I think he's going he's gonna to be the future in that position. Um, and I think, you know, depending on whether we keep Brown another season, obviously at the end of the season, we'll, we'll know more. Um, I, I just think, you know, it's it's probably time uh, for both parties really to, to kind of move on. Um, but as I say, it was a shame because I, I did think he had a lot of potential. And unfortunately, I just don't think he's, he's kind of lived up to that. Right, let's have a look at some of these games then that we've missed. So since we've been away, four games, there was the 3-1 win over Harrogate, lost 2-0 to Bolton, lost 2-0 to Cheltenham, and then obviously most recently, you know, great result at Cambridge, winning 1-0 there. So just generally, first of all, two wins, two defeats. What have you made of the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I think I think on on the back of the kind of the four games that we won in a row, we kind of moved into a period of, of, of kind of fixtures that were you know, a lot more difficult. Obviously, we we lost to Bolton, didn't we? And we lost to Cheltenham on the back of the win against Harrogate. And I just think that, you know, the the standard of opposition 
sort of in the past couple of weeks has, has just kind of improved tenfold really hasn't I mean you know we never really seem to get anything when we go to Bolton um, and and obviously Cheltenham uh, you know pretty much top of the table and they say so that didn't really go well either um, so you know it's a little bit disappointing I think a lot of us thought you know maybe playoffs but really when we look at the fix you think no <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it was it was a little bit disappointing. However, obviously we got a really good result against Cambridge last night. But I just think that kind of the, the reality of the, the quality of the opposition maybe hit us um, just after kind of the, the, the run of four wins, unfortunately. And it's 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 just it's just the way it is. I think you know, realistically looking at it, I think if if we have a good season this year, we'll probably finish mid table, and I think that's, that's pretty fair. I think you know we're not quite there, are we? Really to challenge for the playoffs? Um, but I mean, you know, you may disagree, but. You know, we were brought back down to earth, really, by a run of fixtures against decent opposition. It, I mean, yeah, there, there is a case that you know that we just faced teams that were a lot better than us. I think Bolton certainly was that. Um, I think to some extent, Cheltenham slightly differently. Yes, they you know they obviously came with a game plan. They set up. They did what they wanted to do. Um, but you know, in that game, you know, we had quite a few chances. There was obviously Green and um, Anarise hit the post, didn't he, in the second half, and he had one quite close in the first half as well you know so on another day we might have done something slightly different but I, I think you're absolutely right in terms of standard of opposition I mean even if you go back to you know the Harrogate one I think we won 3-1 obviously I don't think we were particularly good in that game but if you think back to earlier in the season you know that 5-2 win they looked awful that game didn't they and, and to be honest I didn't think they looked all that much better this time around I know we, we struggled a little bit in the first half but you know we, like I say we managed to get those three goals I think when you look at you know, fixtures coming up as well. That Cambridge result is really, really important because I think, you know, next up is Salford, isn't it? And then I think Exeter and then Leighton Orient. So, you know, there's potentially, when you look at it from Bolton onwards, there's a run of four or five games that realistically have a much better opposition than we faced recently. You know, a lot of those teams a lot higher up in the table. So I think it was important just to interrupt that, you know, those two defeats with that really good win. And it, it just won't allow us to get back in that rut, I think. And I think that's in many ways is, you know, as important a, a point from last night as, uh, as anything really. Well, I think I think what we said, did we, in the chat, that I thought, you know, the win against Cambridge kind of, you know, enabled us to keep our heads above water for the next few games because it was a really important three points. But I think that, you know, kind of an in- interesting thing to take from the, the games that we've played recently against, you know, against Cheltenham and, and against Bolton. I think that, you know, Maybe earlier in the season we would have got absolutely hammered, but kind of yeah. I think we we, com- we competed well, didn't we? Really, and I think that f- for most of the game, generally we were kind of there or thereabouts. We, we weren't getting sort of like massively outplayed, and you know I think probably the results were, were fair in the end, but we gave a good account. We didn't crumble, you know. We didn't ship a lot of goals, and I thought obviously against against Cheltenham, particularly, we had a lot of chances that really we could have won that game. To be quite honest, we probably wouldn't have deserved to, but we could have won it based on the chances created um so it's, it's kind of positive to look at it that way the fact that we competed really well against these you know these decent teams in the league whereas earlier in the season you know chances are we would have capitulated so it's kind of a measure of how far we've come if you like I think the commentator summed it up really well last night when he said we're no longer a shambles <laughs> and you know, I think that I think that was a good summary but I mean thinking back to the Bolton game um I thought we were a little bit unlucky because I think Yes, they had a lot of possession in that first half, but they never really troubled Howard um, until, obviously, the penalty. Um, you know, 
I, I don't think it's a penalty. I don't know why he's given it. I don't know how he's given it. Um, and I think we, we were right to feel aggrieved about that one. Well, the um, lino sort of, he disagreed, didn't he? Or he seemed to anyway. He seemed to, or he seemed to be asking why the referee had given it. And um, obviously the referee was explaining that, that it was a high foot and, I'm not 100% sure on the rules. I think there's got to be contact for them to give a penalty. And I think he's suggested there was contact. Um, I'm not so sure. It's difficult from that camera angle. But for me, um, you know, it, it's not a penalty. Um, and, it, you know, it gives us a mountain to climb at Bolton. Because obviously, they're in a good run of form as well. And I actually think if you look at some of Bolton's recent results, they've only just uh, managed to get the odd goal to win games. And I think that was, you could see why. Because I think they were struggling to kind of break us down um, didn't really have any opportunity, didn't really carve anything out and then obviously caught us on the break in the second half. But I think if we'd have kept it nil-nil at half-time, um, you know, we, we may have gone on and, and at least got a point out of it or, you know, held, had something to hold on to. But I think um, as soon as they went ahead, it was it was pretty much game over. I know we had a couple of opportunities. Kev had a couple, we had that one cleared off the line. Um, and on another night, you know, one of those might have gone in and, and we might have got the points. But again, I, I just don't think things have really been going for us um, recently in terms of kind of penalty decisions and, and things like that. And I think that was another example of that. But Cheltenham, for me, um, you know, they, they were a good side. I think they were well organised. Um, I know we had chances again. We had, as you said, Brad, maybe three really good chances in that game. Uh, but I always felt that they could just step up a little bit more, you know, even if we scored, I thought they could maybe, they had a couple more levels to go through. Um, and I think we were just, we're looking a bit leggy, I think. And I know we'd made changes and maybe they didn't quite work. And we obviously lost Loft at half time as well, which didn't help. Um, and I think also with, with Kev, you know, he's, he's great to see him back in the side, but it's clear he's not a hundred percent. And, um, you know, he's struggling a little bit, I think at the moment. And, Yes, we've got to get him fit, and the only way we're going to do that is playing him. But I just think, um, you know, especially without Loft there alongside him, it's really difficult for him. And um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. But with obviously the um, the reserve league um, kind of been cancelled now, I think that was cancelled today. Yeah. And the the only opportunity is uh, to to get him fit is to play him, and I think we're just going to have to continue to do that. But I think everyone was probably expecting him to kind of hit the ground running again. I think we've got to remember it was a pretty serious injury and he's ahead of schedule in the return. You know, I think we've just got to remember that, not expect too much from him because, you know, he's still kind of recovering from that and stepping up his recovery. But yeah, I think it's it's a shame really. It's a shame we lost those two. I think if we could have maybe nicked a point at Bolton, I don't think it would have been too bad. But I think looking at it, um, Cheltenham are going to be up there. I think, on last night's display, Cambridge, for me, seemed to be running out of steam a little bit. Um, you know, I think of the three teams, they they were probably, they were well organised, but I think they were they were probably um, the worst of the three. And I think um, it's, it's probably Cheltenham's to lose at the moment. But um, but yeah, as Matt said, there's definitely been a step up in opposition. And I think overall, with, with the win last night, um, you know, we'd have liked maybe another point, but I think... Probably where we are at the moment, and that reflects in the results. Um, you know, obviously a little bit of a shame because we were kind of building up that head of steam. Everyone was maybe looking at had one eye on the playoffs, but I think the key thing, as you've mentioned, is now you know we've, we've put that twelve point cushion between us and uh, Barrow, and obviously Grimsby as well, which is which is great. And you know, as you say, it gives us a bit of breathing space because you know the fixtures don't really get any easier, do they? No. For a few weeks, so um, but yeah. There's quite a few things in there, actually, that you, you mentioned that are quite interesting. Let's just go back to maybe decisions going against us. There was a slightly, you mentioned that penalty there. Bolton, 
I completely agree with you. Obviously, there's another one at Harrogate, isn't there, when it's uh, wrong side of Taft and it's sort of maybe in the box, maybe not. There wasn't much in there. That obviously is straight after, I think, Loft scored a, a goal that's offside. But, I, you know, I, I mean, I can't really remember it at this point, but I, I seem to remember it wasn't, uh, there wasn't any real reason for chalking that one off. Um, but yeah, what, what do you make of that? And also the fact that I think Neil Cox said that of the, was it the 10 penalties that we've had against us this season that seven shouldn't have been given something like that? Yeah, it sounds about right. And yeah, I think obviously the, the penalty against Bolton was was a joke, wasn't it? Really, and it was it was unfortunate that the um, the linesman's testicles receded back into his body when he could have challenged the the referee. You know, it's, 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 it's a nightmare, isn't it? Really, if you look at those stats, and we've not have, had many penalties given to us this season either, has we? But you know, seven out of ten this season that that weren't probably weren't penalties is is, is an absolutely shocking statistic. And you know, you know what football's like with fine margins and things like that. I I don't think it's acceptable to be quite honest. I mean, you know, I realise that referees are going to make mistakes, but they're only human. But, you know, the kind of consistency of dreadful referees in this division, it, you know, we've been exposed to quite a lot this season. It's, it needs looking at, doesn't it, really? I think we're getting to the point where it's sort of every other game that the referees you know, a clown. So it's 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 really frustrating, especially when you're trying to build up some momentum, you know, based on, on good results. And, you know, as you said, Matt, I think that, you know, a, a point at Bolton probably would have been fair. I think that if, if that penalty wasn't wouldn't given, I think it's a different game, isn't it? It's probably a different result. And if, if we've got a point out of that, you know, Maybe the Charlton game's different. I, I don't know, really. But it's difficult to say. But, you know, the, the level of officiating has been somewhat frustrating this season. Um, I mean, it, it normally is, though, isn't it? But I think that we've been hit particularly hard this season, unfortunately, by, by really bad refereeing decisions. But, you know, what, what can you do about it? Not much, really. All you can do is continue to complain to the FA and hope you get a decent ref next week. And uh, I think, you know, the, the ref against Cambridge was, was all right, wasn't he? So, yeah. you know... We, there we are. So I suppose, you know, it, it always pays to complain, I think. So I think Cox is obviously very keen to kind of let the FA know when he's not pleased with a arrest performance or something like that. So, you know, as he should really, I can imagine he's getting pretty frustrated. I mean, you can hear him getting frustrated when you watch it on iFollow, can't you? Because um, of course you can, but, you know, it is what it is. It's it's, it's very frustrating. It's, it's, it's crap, but, you know, it could have been worse. Well, I should say those comments are from the FA, the 7 out of 10. It's not just Neil Cox saying that. So, you know, maybe there will be some sort of, you know, review. I don't know. Uh, let's look look ahead. You said, you said Loft there as well, Matt. So I think let's let's look at him for a little bit. Obviously, you mentioned the injury. Um, timing it with Kev coming back in. I think a lot of fans want to see the two of them together, see what sort of partnership that will form. Obviously, we saw him a little bit at that Oldham win before Christmas. So that's the only time we've really had a proper look at it. He was obviously in a bit of form himself, wasn't he? And you think that Harrogate game, uh, you know, he's really involved in the first goal. I think it's a really important movement, him just cutting it out wide a little bit in the box and to put the ball across. That's obviously a big team build up into that goal. And then the one he scores himself, the second of the three, you know, it's that ball over the top from Beeston. uh, And he just sort of, goes past the two defenders doesn't he and he just puts it away and in many ways it did remind me of the type of goals that you know Billy Sharp and, and Gary Hooper scored so it was good to see that side of him start to come out a little bit more yeah that, I mean that goal uh, the Harrogate goal was really good finish to be honest I think um, you know he, he still had quite a lot to do he'd obviously used his pace and I think that maybe goes unnoticed at times because obviously 
we, we see him as someone who works really hard and, and puts a shift in, but actually when he gets going, he, he is really quick. And um, I think we need, we do need to utilise that a little bit more, but I think we have been seeing that of late. I think he's, he's been getting involved a little bit more. I think he's been, um, you know, some of his touches out wide and you mentioned the goal, the first goal, um, you know, it was a great little flick and, and then he was back getting forward again and managed to pull the ball back for green. And I think we've been missing that a little bit. You know, he's been doing bits, but it, it's not quite come together. And I think sort of in the last month, uh, it certainly has. And he's, he's been in the right place at the right time to score some goals. Uh, again, the Harrogate one you mentioned, whether it was offside, I, I don't know. Um, looked look very tight. Uh, but he was in the right place. And I think um, we're seeing that more and more. And, you know, he's he's definitely come on a lot. Because I think, um, you know, I was I was a, not, a little bit critical of some aspects of his game. I think, um, you know, it was clear there was a player in there and clear that some of his play was good. But then there was other aspects that I think he, he needed to tidy up a little bit. And I think we're seeing that now. Um, I know we had a couple of sort of quiet games, Bolton. Um, it was a little bit tricky for him because he, he, he didn't get much service and he didn't get much help up there. Um, and I think obviously injured the Cheltenham game, so you know didn't really didn't really have a chance to show what he could do. But um, on the whole, you know he's been on fire really, and I think it's it's a, a massive improvement. But it's definitely you know he's got the attributes, he's got the pace, he's he's got you know the strength, um, and you know when, when he's through on goal, um, he's, he's shown he can finish as well. So. Uh, he's still still only young, and as we've said, he's been at some good clubs, big clubs already. So he's obviously got something about him. <clears throat> and um, you know, finally, we start to see that he's, he's kind of putting all the pieces of his game together. And it sounds like Lillis has been helping with that as well. Um, and it's good to see because you know he, he works hard, and no one can question his his work rate and commitment. Um, but we're now seeing a little bit of quality um, as well. And, and yeah, it's really pleasing. And uh, hopefully, he can kick on and continue really. Should we have a little look at the uh, defence then, uh, last couple of games? Obviously, Cheltenham is quite an important one to point out because Taft gets injured about three minutes in and you know he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, isn't it? It's, it's unfortunate. And obviously, you combine that with the fact that uh, Manny's obviously wasn't fit and you know he's had to miss out the game last time. You know We were left with Maguire and Badeau, who actually, you know, I thought both of them played pretty well against Cambridge. So you know they're still there, but obviously Badeau as well, I think he went off injured, didn't he, for Cambridge? So maybe a few problems there in the defence now. I think we have, definitely. Um, obviously, Manny still struggling a little bit for fitness. I think he's he obviously came back at the weekend, um, the Cheltenham game, and I don't think he was ready. I think, you know, obviously, Taft going off, uh, we had to throw him on. Um, and maybe the better option would have been Bideau. Obviously, he was out of the squad, wasn't he, at the weekend? Um, maybe he would have been the better option to kind of bring on because he, he was fit. Um and I think Manny struggled a little bit, to be honest. I think for the first goal um, against Cheltenham, he, he was struggling to get back. And there were a couple of other kind of aspects. You know, he, he just wasn't really moving very well. And, um, you know, I, I think he's been thrown on when he's when he's not quite ready. But I think he's the kind of player that will kind of put himself forward and, and say he's ready and, and fit to play, which is what you want. Um, but I think we've just got to look after him a little bit because, um, you know, he's had a bit of a difficult season, really, with injuries with the with the hernia pre-season. And then, obviously, the groin, which is kind of a recurrent problem. Uh, and we just don't want to push him too far because, as you say, obviously, Taft now, that, that's over a month, maybe maybe two, they're talking maybe two months, uh, which is a massive blow. And uh, Maguire as well, just to get back to fitness. Um, we don't really want to push him too much, but I think, at the moment, we're short of options and it looks like he'll be playing the majority of games, even though we'd probably want to ease him in in an ideal world. So 
um, yeah, it's it's not great. And obviously with Bedeau going down last night as well, I mean, he he sounds like a doubt for the weekend. Um, if he's out, you're looking you're looking round, and, and really the only other option, um, sort of experienced option, would be to push Jordan Clark in there. And obviously he he finished the game in there last night and I thought he actually looked better um, I think he's been really struggling at right back for the last few weeks and I think he actually looked better when he was in there he had a little bit more protection and um, you know he looked quite comfortable uh, so I wouldn't be against that I think I'd actually I think that's probably the way I'd go and then you know you're looking for, for someone else and obviously Charlie Barks has been in, in and around um, on occasions uh, we've not really seen a lot of him and obviously we've, with the we're not in the uh, trophy or we've not had many games in the trophy we've not been able to play players like this um, so you know it's, it's probably going to be throwing him in at the deep end if if we do choose to kind of, kind of go down that route so I think um, at the moment you, you've either got Rowe or Clark and I suppose either of them have, have played centre-back and neither of them could play centre-back um, but for me I'd probably push Clark in there and, and give Rowe a go at right-back um, I think he's fairly comfortable when he's been given the opportunity but it's not ideal, and I think um, you know. Even if we we still had sort of one eye on the playoffs, I know Cox hasn't really been talking about it. I know he's he's mentioned getting as high up the table as possible. I think you look at injuries to players and, and key players in in key areas, um, and I think yeah, it, it becomes a lot more difficult. Um, but yeah, I think big blow, big big blow all round, and it just seems to be the centre backs at the minute getting injuries, so um, not ideal. Um, but we've just got to look after them because you know they've all had injury problems of, of some kind, um, and you know we've, we've got a lot of games coming up, it's thick and thick and fast really, and um, you know you don't really want to push them because they could be out for months. We've seen we've seen it before, um, we've seen it this season with the guy, um, and we wouldn't want to be losing any of them for that period of time, especially with Taft out for a couple of months. So. Um, yeah, di- really difficult situation. You mentioned Charlie Barks there. I've seen his name, you know, thrown about in, in comments quite recently in, in regards to this situation. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. I think the likelihood is we'll probably go to, with Clark at centre back, but I would be quite interested to see him because he does come with a lot of promise. I, I get the point about you know it being thrown in the deep end. I would say though, potentially, you could say the same at the start of this season about you know the likes of Rowe and O'Malley, and I think both of them have been players that have you know really taken that opportunity. So potentially, you know, he, he could do the same. I would be interested to see. I'm not necessarily saying that's the way it's going to go, but it'd be interesting. Um, I mentioned O'Malley there and, and even, you know, Rowe as well. You've talked about Clark a little bit there. What have you made of those two? We've talked about the centre-backs. What about the full-backs? I was a little bit disappointed, really, that he's he's reverted back to um, kind of Brown and, and Clark, in, in all honesty. I, I, it's, it's, I suppose it's, it's debatable, isn't it? I, I'm not convinced Clark is, is really... As, as good as he used to be. And I think that he's he, relatively a little bit of a liability, to be quite honest, at times. I think that obviously, you know, earlier in the season when he was fit um, and, and playing a run of games, I thought he did really well, actually, um, considering obviously, you know, his injury issues. But I think that, you know, between him and Rowe, I don't think there's a huge amount of difference, in all honesty. And I think that obviously Rose fitness isn't really in question. So it's it's a little bit disappointing that he's kind of gone with with Clark above Rowe, really. I mean, I know Clark's the club captain, I realise that. And kind of obviously that's going to, you know, weight the decision, you know, pretty pretty heavily in, in Clark's favour. It's a little bit disappointing. But, you know, what I am more disappointed about is the fact that he seems to have just, for whatever reason, benched O'Malley for, you know, he played... Um, 
He played at the weekend, didn't he, against um, against Cheltenham, and, and he didn't have the best game personally. Um, but I think that was his first game in in you know quite a few weeks. Um, and you know, I mean, I think Brown's okay. Um, you know. I, I don't think he's great. He doesn't pull up any trees. He, he's steady. You know, there's a bit of experience there, which I definitely think has helped us this season when he brought him in. And, and he, he's definitely worthwhile having the squad. But honestly, between the two of them, I think O'Malley's probably the better better left back. You know, you know, nothing to do with age or experience. Just if you put them both next to each other, I'd choose O'Malley every time. And it's not just because of his delivery. I think he, he's a good player for his age and, and things like that. And it's, it's a little bit disappointing he's been benched behind Brown. And I actually think he's a better player. So it's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? But I think that obviously the manager's got to weigh up a couple of things. I think, you know, it makes sense for him to have experience on one side and then maybe a little bit of, of, of kind of inexperience, if you like. So if, if he's going to go with Clark, he might go with O'Malley, um, you know, but if he, if he goes with Brown, he might go um, he might go with Rowe. But I, I don't really see the reason to have both the experienced fullbacks playing at the same time. It doesn't really add that much to us, in my opinion, but, you know, that's just what I think. It's a little disappointing, but it, it does show that we've got a little bit of strength in depth, which is obviously quite... Um, promising and and it wouldn't surprise me if if we kind of moved into next season with with the same fullbacks. You know, I, I can probably see him giving Clark another season, um, which is is fair enough. I think you know when he's been fit and he's he's been kind of on his game, he's been very steady, he's been decent. But I also think at times he's also been a little bit of a liability, which is a bit disappointing for someone given his experience. And I think you know probably the same for Brown as well. He's he, he's pretty steady. He's nothing spectacular. He's got a bit of experience, and I think it's it's a nice blend to have with kind of somebody coming sort of towards the end of the career like like Brown and Clyde. Obviously, they've got a few seasons left. Um, <clears throat> fitness permitting, but, you know, at the same time, having players who, who are very much at the start of their careers like O'Malley and Rose. So it's a nice blend to have. But I think that, you know, for me, I, I would have liked to have seen Cox maybe give O'Malley more games recently and, and probably the same with Bo as well, to be honest. I think with uh, Brown, he obviously... He was really struggling the Bolton game to get back, you know, for the goal late on. I think he, he just ran out of steam, and I think it was probably the right time to put O'Malley back in. Um, I think at times this season he's actually dropped O'Malley, and, and he's kind of taken him out when he didn't deserve to be. Um, I think there's maybe one or two occasions where he's had a really good game, and then the next game he's found himself on the bench. Um, I would agree with Matt. The Cheltenham game, you know, it wasn't one of his best games. I think the first goal. I mean, he must have had a 10, 10 yard head start on on the winger, and the winger still got there and, and managed to get the ball in. <laughs> um, but you know, overall, he's had a really good season, and he, he's a really promising. Um, he's a good talent, isn't he? And I think um, it gives us a lot more going forward. I just thought last night, I don't know, on on the back of the Cheltenham, I could see why he brought Brown back in, especially kind of away from home against the top side. I think he just wanted that experience in there. But, you know, I understand um, where you're coming from, Matt. I think O'Malley gives us a lot more going forward. I just think last night he was probably thinking... Um, you know, we might have to defend here and, and that's why he's gone with Brown so I can see that um, but yeah overall I think moving forward I think once we're safe um, and, and sort of uh, we, we're clear of the drop I would like to see O'Malley and I would like to see Rowe I think I think those two are kind of the future in those two positions and um, you know I think I think we need to get those into the, the side more to see what they can do because I think we've kind of been dropping them in here and there rather than giving them a full run and I think you're right as well with, with what you said about um, you know, O'Malley's not been in and around the team. He's been kind of in and out, 
Um, and, you know, maybe he was a little bit rusty against Cheltenham. Um, you know, it's a lot easier when you've got that settled back four and, and you've been playing together for a number of weeks. Um, but, you know, I can understand why Cox has done it, especially with kind of the chopping and changing of the two centre-backs, um, just to kind of keep the kind of bit of experience in there as well. So, um, but with Clark, again, I agree with you. I think he's been really poor. Um, I thought he was awful again last night, really, at times. I think he's on the ball, um, just really sloppy, never really finding a man. Um, just just seems to be passing straight to the opposition. Uh, and that's kind of been the feature last couple of weeks. Uh, I think he, he got stuck in last night. I think he, he you know, he, he still puts the effort in. But, um, you know, for me at right back, I don't know. I, th- I think Rowe probably is the better option moving forward now. Um, and, you know, for the next few weeks, if Clark fills in at centre-back, I'd be, I'd be pretty comfortable with that. So, um, you know, I think there's, there's, still, there's still a place for him in the squad. But I think, um, yeah, it's, I think he's been found out a little bit in recent weeks against the better opposition. And it's a shame because, you know, we, we know he's a good player. We know he's, he, he should be one of the better players um, at this level and one of the better right-backs at this level. But I think injuries are maybe catching up with him a little bit. And, um, you know, I think, I think maybe it is time for Rowe. But... You know, I think there's a time and a place. Um, I think when we are safe, I think we will see Cox trying a few more of these youngsters and, and giving them a bit more game time and a bit more of a run. So um, yeah, we'll see what see what happens there. Well, we're talking about Cambridge there. Let's let's just have a little look at that match in a bit more detail. Obviously, as we've already said, you know, it's, it's a great win, really, isn't it? I'm not entirely sure how we've done it. I mean, they're top of the league. They pretty much dominated the whole game. Um, what you know, you've mentioned yourself there, Matt, that. You weren't sure about Cambridge, really. Of the three that we've played recently, you think they're the weakest. To what extent do you think it was that we defended really well, and what extent was it that they just, you know, they just couldn't finish for all the pressure that they had and all the possession? Yeah, you know, I think I think they um, they've clearly got some decent players for this level. I think Mullin um, has scored loads of goals, but again, he's one that although he scored loads of goals, I just can't see a team from the championship, for example, coming in for him and, and paying loads of money for him. I don't know why. I just, I think they're a hard working team. I think that they're obviously well drilled and, and they're at the top of the league for a reason. They've obviously picked up some, some really good um, results this season. And I think uh, Ironside looks a good player. I think he causes loads of problems at our place and has got a couple of goals. Um, so I think they have got some players, but for me, I mean, last night as it went on, I, I, I was more comfortable actually. And normally kind of, hiding behind the sofa thinking, you know, there's an equaliser coming or, you know. Even with week. seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. But I think, um, yeah, I, I did feel quite comfortable and I, I did think we'd hold out, to be honest. Uh, I thought we were defending really well. And for me, they, they reminded me a little bit of sort of an Alexander team who, for all the possession and, you know, for, for all the chances carving out, just ran out of steam a little bit and, and ran out of ideas a little bit. Um for me and I just think we obviously take we've taken advantage of that um you know it wasn't a great performance from us in terms of putting them under pressure and and creating chances I think we had a good spell sort of 10 minutes before the break where we got Issa and Green involved and I think they caused a few problems um but yeah it was always going to be one of those nights where the longer it went on, you could sense that we might just get one chance. And obviously that came and, and Beeston's finished it really well. I think, um, you know, it's a great tackle from Spence, whether it's a foul or not in the build-up, I don't know. Maybe maybe we've got away with one there. Um, but Beeston's still got a lot to do and, and he's finished it really well. And I just think, 
actually, although they had a lot of possession and they had a lot of chances, Howard's maybe made two good saves during the game. Um, and, you know, we've we defended really well. And on that basis, I think, you know, we, we probably deserved it. I think, obviously, a tough place to go. Um, quite a few injuries. You know, we've had to mix the side up again. And, you know, I think, I think they've really dug deep. And I think we've probably said that on quite a few occasions this season. Um, away games, I can think of Port Vale, quite a few actually, where we, we've kind of ground out results. Uh, Colchester, I suppose, as well. Um, and I think that's you know, credit to Cox for that because at the start of the season they absolutely ripped us to pieces. Um, and I think last night we've, we've gone there, we've, we've defended really well. I think everyone is kind of playing for each other and, and fighting for each other, and, and they've dug really deep to get that result. And it's really pleasing to see. Um, and you know, I think I think Cox deserves the credit because uh, let's be honest, defensively at the start of the season we were a shambles. I think we've improved a lot, but obviously Taft has, has really helped in that regard. Um, and now we've lost him, we've, we've got to kind of do it maybe a different way. Um, and on last night's evidence, I, I think we probably can. Um, obviously, we need them back. We, we mentioned the centre-backs and we need to keep them as fit as possible and, and keep as many fit as possible. Um, but, you know, I think we're defending a lot better and I think a lot of credit needs to go to Cox because at times earlier in the season, we did look a bit of a lost cause, to be honest. We probably do need to talk about the manager a little bit. I think that we've spoke about the players and in, in the team um, over, over recent weeks where we've been churning out relatively decent results and, and kind of, you know, putting a bit of a run together. But I just think that, um, you know, I think the manager also needs to be recognised, really. And, and let's remember what a kind of a hostile environment um, Scunthorpe United is for any manager, really. And, and that's been kind of, um, you know, proved over the past few seasons where we, we've, we've, you know, we've absolutely churned through them. And, and I think that, you know, it's, it's credit to Cox and, and, and I don't know, really you know, kind of what attributes he, he has that the other managers didn't have. But he's obviously managed to carve out, um, you know, a decent amount of time for himself and, and, and something that, that's obviously resonated with Swan and the results are starting to come now. So obviously, you know, I think there was a little bit of a sticky patch after he'd been here for a few months where people thought, you know, is, is, is it going to be another casualty, managerial casualty because the results weren't great? And and it, it's been, you know, sort of an unprecedented time in football, hasn't it really, with COVID and, and kind of the incredible strains that lower league club, clubs have been under. And, and obviously it's been well documented of, of how badly we've been doing kind of um, financially, if you like. Um, and, and I think that, you know, you've got a, a relatively, or, or, you know, a pretty inexperienced manager. I think we can confidently say that for Cox, who's who's come in with with a team that was, you know, pretty much in disarray. We've had absolutely dreadful players and, and we've signed some dreadful players in, in the same kind of transfer window before he came in, um, you know, that he obviously didn't have a say in and, and then had to work with. Um, for the most part, it's, it's not worked out for those players, you know, mainly just because of the shite, which is obviously not Cox's fault. Um, but he's come in and, and he's come into a club that, that, this thing, you know, kind of on a downward spiral. He's come in with, with a squad that's, you know, very, very hit and miss. Um, a very large bloated squad with some incredibly poor players, but some very talented players at the same time. And as I just said, you know, players that had just been kind of signed that obviously taken money out of his 
budget coming in that obviously weren't his choices and probably wouldn't have been anybody's choice really if we actually seen him on the pitch. Um, so you know he's come in and, and he's very much turned it around and, and and after a little bit of time and a little bit of patience from the fans and you know the chairman and and he, and you know credit to him he's done a hell of a job and I think that you know he's a very honest manager and I quite like that and all his, his interviews are very similar whereas he you know the, there's no real kind of hidden agenda behind it there's no double speak he, he's he's very honest and he talk he's he's a very flat talking manager which is a little bit refreshing compared to some of the you know kind of charlatans that we've had in the past few years which is is really nice to see and I think just through kind of sheer force of will and, and, and hard graft and kind of passion and dedication I think the results have turned around and I think that kind of this this kind of you know um I don't know, really, this mantra from from, from Cox is, is kind of transferred to the players because if, if you remember before Cox started and, and probably, you know, even up to two or three months in, into his tenure, we've got players who really don't look like they want to be here. They're kind of, you know, they're, they're kind of all, they're all cliche of, you know, playing for the shirt. You know, when was the last time we really had a squad of players who did that scum for United? And, and, you know, we can confidently confidently say quite a long time ago, probably even back to Alexander. Um, but I think that, you know, the players now, they're all kind of, the, 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 they've all now bought into what Cox wants to do by one or two and I think you can see that on the pitch you can see that in the way we play in, in the dedication in kind of the the kind of the commitment and the you know the, the I don't know the application if you like that we've not seen in a few seasons so I think that you know he's had to change around this whole culture as players coming in for, for a good wage and, and they're honestly just taking the piss and be for two years and then they'll be gone but I think that he's changed that round now and, and then players really playing for the shirt playing for the club and you can see that on the pitch and you've seen that in, in the recent good results and, and it's, it's you know it's, 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 it's no kind of small feat for a relatively inexperienced manager to come into a club and and really change the landscape inside the dressing room and, and kind of change the you know the attitude of the players and kind of the thoughts of the fans I realize that you know not everybody is bought into it and you know there's still question marks over some of the tactics some of the decisions substitutions but you know these are the things you're going to get with a relatively inexperienced manager who's kind of trying to carve out a career as, as a manager in, in the game in Little League football. And I think that, you know, massive credit has to be given to Cox this season for for the way he's, he's, he's you know, genuinely turned it around. And, and I think that, you know, we need to recognise that as, as well as the improvement of the players and the pitch and things like that. But the manager's definitely behind it, without a doubt. Um, so, you know, fair play to Cox and um, hopefully it'll continue. Yeah, I think with Cox, obviously I got a little bit of stick after the Barrow game because, you know, I've had enough of... of watching what was being served up really and it was I think the problem for me is that we were, we were going to teams like Barrow um, Grimsby in a, in a local derby and we didn't have a shot on target you know we, we didn't actually look like scoring we didn't actually um, look like we wanted to actually carve out any opportunities and have a go and I think that was the most frustrating thing for me um, I think when we have actually got the lead in games, he's he's managed games really well. I think we, we've said that a number of times this season, um, especially away from home. I think you know, not we don't want to see him throwing defenders on, but actually, it, you've got to say it's worked uh, this season. Once he's managed to get the defense sorted, I think um, you know it has worked, and, and we've got some positive results from that. I just think you know there were a few things um, around that time. Um, I didn't. I didn't quite agree with that. Was the main thing really? I, I don't think anyone could have enjoyed that football that we were being served up. Um, I don't think it was was all his fault. Obviously, the players he had at his disposal um, for a time weren't great. He's obviously 
been able to add Karajan in there, who's who's really helped, and I think he. It sounds like he's really helped the dressing room as well, which is which has been a massive plus. And obviously Taft coming in has, has kind of showed that defence up. Now, but I agree, I think he's he's obviously learning on the job a little bit, and I think he's he keeps referring in his interviews um, to that. You know, in recent games, he's, he's more interested in what we can do rather than the opposition. I think that was probably one of the one of the main gripes I had really that we were going into games focused on on kind of stopping them rather than what we're going to do and, and how we're going to use and utilise some of our attacking players. Because at the end of the day, you know, we, we have got players um, that can hurt teams. Um, you know, we've got some really good attacking players at this level. And it was just a shame to see them stifled almost and, and kind of just, you know, we, we, we'd forgotten how to get the other side of the halfway line at times. And that was my main issue. Um, I think... He's kind of turned it round. I think the Grimsby game was a, was a real good start to that. I think obviously he got it wrong, um, and, and we got it wrong as as a club, as you know, the, the players, the way they approach the game at Grimsby. And I think um, that was kind of a, a wake up call. Really, I don't think we could have approached the the game at Granford Park like that, and I don't think we did. And that's obviously we, we've been able to kick on from that. And um, you know, I think he did. He does deserve credit. I think Matt's right. I think for the first time in in a long while, there does seem to be a really good team spirit. Um, and I think you know he deserves a lot of credit for that. I think the way they've bounced back from the two defeats with with the win last night, you know, it wasn't pretty, um, but it's it's a massive three points in terms of where it puts us in the table. Um, and you know, I think if if we if we look at it and we look at the plays he was given at the start of the season. Um, we look at, as Matt said, there's players that maybe didn't want to be here, and obviously one of those is he's kind of found himself kind of on on the touchline and, and maybe not in the squad in recent weeks. I think he's he's dealing with that quite well, and I think um, you know it's it's positive. I think um, he's made some big steps forward. Obviously, um, in his first kind of stint as manager, he's going to get things wrong. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm kind of pleased we we. Um, stuck by him and, and Swan stuck by him because I think we, he was probably only a couple of defeats away from the sack um, and you know I think if we had gone and, and lost a couple more of those games if we'd have lost to Grimsby and a couple of those games in the aftermath of that I think um, you know we'd have probably said well he probably deserves it but I think the way he's turned it around since then um, has been good and hopefully he can he can kick on and, and continue uh, because I do like him as, as a person I think he's, he's good I think he's, he's honest and um, you know, he doesn't come out and, and bullshit the fans. I think even last night he came out and said you know, the performance wasn't good enough, but delighted with the result. And, and I suppose that's all that matters at this stage, you know, until we save, get the wins on the board and, and see where we go from there. Um, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's been a good couple of months for him, really, and uh, pleased for him um, and just hopefully he can build on it. I think we'll end it there, actually. Obviously, as we've mentioned already, you know, two pretty big games coming up as well. It doesn't get any easier. I think Salford and then Exeter, isn't it? So we'll probably group them together on the next one. Uh, there was a little bit of contract talk as well before the Harrogate game. And I've not, do you know, had a few things down. I think we'll probably chat about that in the next episode, actually, because it, it deserves a little bit of time. And we're probably already going over this one if we add that, uh, add that topic in as well. Uh, there's obviously the, the fact that the wage caps, that's been scrapped, hasn't it now? So we'll chat about that on the next episode but yeah thank you for listening to this one just a bit of a sum up of the last couple of games and hopefully we'll be back you know probably next week we'll do the next two together and you know we'll carry on from there so thanks for listening to this we'll see you on the next one at tiger self-storage we offer both commercial and domestic storage to allow us to cater to all your storage requirements 
We care about our clients, and that is why we offer up to six weeks free storage for all new clients. Our facility has state-of-the-art security with 24-hour CCTV, an alarmed and gated property, and personal access codes for maximum security. We also sell high-quality storage merchandise at low prices. If you're looking for storage for moving home, general decluttering, or maybe even storage for your business, Tiger Self Storage has a unit for you. For a free quote, visit our website, tiger-storage.co.uk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.